RylaCast, the official podcast of Camp Ryla District 5810. I'm Greg Tepper, sitting to my right, as I... You are actually sitting to my right. That's not yep. like a lie. That's correct. Yeah, you're sitting to my right. And you're to my left. Like, we could be, we could be lying to people and say, sitting to my left, but it's not. Well, technically... What are you... It's a ovalish table. We're off to a great start. This is Josie. Andrew Utz is our co-host here. Hello. Who's just, you're really trying to just cut the legs out from under me in the <laughs> beginning of the podcast. I'm sorry. It's okay. You're not actually sorry. No, I'm not, but. Yeah, see. That's incredible. Uh, this is uh, the RylaCast, the official podcast of Camp Ryla District 5810. Thank you for spending a little bit of your day with us. We are uh, on iTunes, I think you're listening. We're on, we're on Google iTunes, Play. We're on Google Play. Wow. We are on our website. We're on our website, which is? Oh, no. I asked you the website, and I you don't know. know. I think okay. it's Ryla5810alumni.org. That's the one. I'm going to Google it and fact check, and I, I will edit this out if it's wrong. And we've been getting feedback. It's right. It's right. We did it. Nice. Podcast over. Well, thank you, everybody. Yes. Uh, no, we've been getting feedback. People listen to us. We're up to 18 ratings. Notice how you didn't say people like us. Right. You well, just said people listen to I us. I guess they, they do like us because we have 18 ratings and nobody's given us below five stars yet. Yeah, but that not that like Uber, though? Because, like, yeah. so you, I don't know if you Uber. Uh, I'm more of a Lyft guy. Wow. They, okay. uh, they give me discounts. Would anybody, if anybody would like, by the way, speaking of to Uber and Lyft, uh, if you'd like to sponsor this podcast, by all means, <laughs> yes. email Josie. The... But it's like that, that if you have adequate service, I always feel bad giving anything less than five stars. Right. Even if it's, even if it's just okay, right? Mm -hmm. There's no, it was okay. Because if you, if you don't give five stars, then, then you're a jerk. Well, and you have a rating as a writer, too. Yeah. I so fear that. I fear that as well. That's why I shower every time I get in an Uber. Oh, man, that's a really good idea. You shouldn't consider that. That's good. All right, this is the uh, the the podcast, but we're we're not alone in the studio, Josie, in this palatial studio. We're not. We're joined by it's just it's just a parade of utzes around here. It is uh, episode two, I believe. That's correct. Featured uh, episode one featured you. <laughs> that yes. Episode two featured Joni Utz. Yes. And now we complete the triumvirate and bring in. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest for the evening, say hello to hi. Caitlin Utz. Yay! Hi, Caitlin. Thank you. Hi. Thanks for joining us. Of course. Thanks for having me. Are, are you one of our 18 ratings on, on iTunes? Yes. Oh. Oh, no, wow. Actually, unfortunately. Oh. But I'm going to make that change tonight, right now. Well, I mean, we'll know <laughs> that if it doesn't go up to 19, we will know right. if you did. That, that That's true. This is a verifiable promise. Exactly. Okay. Well, thanks for coming in. Uh, we are going to get into our usual nonsense, and we'll, we'll be talking to you here in just, just a little bit uh, to really pick your brain. But first and foremost, you did get to choose our fate for this episode. You know what? Off the top, I should mention something. Okay. Do it. You should know, you should know this. Uh, so Josie and I have been talking, as we are wont to do. <laughs> yes. We've been talking a lot. And w one problem with doing a podcast every week is that um, you have to do a podcast every week, <laughs> and which is really fun. It's very, yep, yeah, it's very fun. 
I will tell you that booking guests is not necessarily always fun. No. I think we had like four or five people cancel on us for this session. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Jo- uh, Caitlin Utz was not one of them. Caitlin Utz was not one of them. Was I the backup? No. <laughs> she was. She. Was I think you are our first draft choice. First draft choice. Okay. You are number one overall. But so we've made the decision uh, that we are going to. If you love this podcast, great. You're going to get it half as often. Uh, we're going to do a podcast every other week because we've got to spread these things out a little bit. Uh, otherwise, uh, this thing is going to burn very hot and very fast and uh, and be gone into the ether. Yes. So, uh, if you're listening to this podcast today, enjoy. Uh, you won't get another one for two weeks. So, there's that. I mean, if you love something, you've got to set it free. If you love something, you've got to make sure you enjoy it only half as much. <laughs> That's the way it goes. Yeah. Okay. As a listener, that makes me sad. Well, it makes me sad, too. But you know what also uh, what makes me happier is um, my sanity. Right. Mm-hmm. No, that's very important. Yes. yes. I, I, I would say that that we is. We appreciate your um, time. It's, it's, I would just say that uh, I need this. Please, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, off the top, Caitlin, you decided our fate for this episode. I did. What, what, what is our fate? It is risk management. Risk management. Yes. Okay. All right. This is okay. This is interesting. I just I'm unprepared for this, but that's fine. <laughs> that's okay. But isn't the, that part of the fun? The good news about this is that I'm not responsible for the first segment. <laughs> With your something to think about, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Josie Utz. Well, thank you. Thank you, everyone. Please hold your applause. Um, we did. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> yes, risk management. Um, there's a lot of different ways you can take risk management. So I looked up, um, there's four effective risk management strategies when it comes to business. You know, as everyone knows, we're a presidential uh, business historical podcast. That's exactly what we are. Yes. So the, uh, we're, a, we're, a, <laughs> we're a presidential <laughs> podcast kind of like feigning as a leadership podcast. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so in order to bring us back to that leadership, uh, the four effective risk management strategies are avoidance, acceptance, reduction or control, and transference. So that's th- those are the four things you can do with regards to risk? Yes, and I guess I should start at the top about what is risk. Um, you know, it, it means a lot of things. From a, a personal standpoint, it means um, doing something that you've never done, maybe, or doing something that scares you a lot. Perhaps. Um, Stepping out of your comfort zone. Boom. There it is. Man, look I did at that. it. I did it. He's the perfect guy for I this s- podcast. I, s- I said the thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in in regards to stepping out of your comfort zone, doing something um, you've never done, I'm going to start from the bottom of the list. Um, I would say transference is not an effective risk management strategy. You can't transfer that risk to someone. You can't just not do it, right? Right. If you're stepping out of your comfort zone, you've got to step out of your comfort zone. Um, which goes with avoidance. I mean, there's some in, in a business sense, you can avoid risks, you know, as you're, if you're driving, you can avoid drive defensively, you know, and avoid crazy cars. But, um, from a personal standpoint, you got to just take the plunge Mm -hmm. and accept the risk, uh, reduce and control what you can control in terms of how you react to taking that risk. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the risk management strategy um, 
you know, as I was thinking about that today, I've realized that um, everybody takes risks daily. And if, if I think you're doing it, I'll say correctly, but there's no real right way, but you don't even realize that you're taking a risk. You know, you don't realize you're, you know, betting on yourself if you're going after some, um, you know, starting your own business or even, you know, jumping, um, jumping careers. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's important, I think, to keep an open mind, uh, when facing risk management and just face that head on. And a quote that I have not found the correct um, speaker of or, you know, whatever story this came from is something that my PE coach from many, many years ago oh my gosh. told me. Wow. It stuck with me this entire time. I have a lot of questions about Josie PE, but let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's, get to your, let's get to your quote first. Okay. So the quote is, every morning in Africa... A gazelle wakes up. It knows it must run faster than the fastest lion, or it will be killed. Every morning, a lion wakes up. It knows it must outrun the slowest gazelle, or it will starve to death. It doesn't matter whether you're a lion or gazelle. When the sun comes up, you'd better be running. Hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and I've always liked that quote, and I've tried to pigeonhole it into risk management uh, for the reason that you know, you you wake up and you don't know what the day is going to hold for you, um, mm-hmm. but you've got to take that risk. I mean, you, I say you have to. You can sit back um, and relax and really just enjoy the fruits of your labor, uh, but that that can get stagnant and comfortable. Mm. So mm. perhaps there's a zone <laughs> in yes. which I'm you're listening. you're comfortable. Correct. Uh, probably a more succinct way to say that, but. Perhaps th- that zone is one that you should exit yes. every once in a while. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. I think I get that. That's yeah. fine. So, like it. so the uh the so so now back to your back to your your PE. Yeah. Um wh- what are we talking about in PE? Are we talking like like dodgeball? Are we talking like climbing ropes? We, what are we what are we talking about? I mean, less climbing ropes, more dodgeball, capture the flag, scooters. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, aerobics, mm-hmm. some aerobics. Okay. Yeah, less aerobics. Perhaps calisthenics. Perhaps calisthenics. Look yes. at that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Man. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Josie. You're welcome. There's something to think about here. And now we have someone to talk to. And, and it's it's someone that I know we've wanted to get in yes. for a long time. Caitlin, welcome to the RylaCast. You are easily one of our top 100 listeners to this to this podcast. We really appreciate you coming in and taking some time. Um, first of all, what's up? Hey, you know, living the dream. Are you? Love being here. Okay, can I ask you a question? Yes. Is it weird to hear your own voice in the headphones? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> well, we appreciate you coming in. Uh, we will ask you, uh, first and foremost, uh, as we do with all of our guests, uh, for your Ryla story. Yes, yeah. So my Ryla story is a little unique. Um, little backstory, you know, my brother Josie, Went mm. to Ryla as a camper. Wait, 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 wait. Are y'all related? It's true. Yeah. Yes. We are. I know. How am I just now learning of this? I, you know, sometimes a lot I of stuff goes over your head. I thought it just. I'm not like gonna. You, I thought you just happened to have the same last name. I know, right? Wow. Crazy. Okay. No. Okay. So, anyway, yeah. go on. So you know, but um, so can 
had heard about it, but in the sense more of if he wasn't home, it was because he was with his Rila friends. So, um, you know, and then my time came in high school to fill out the application, and he gave me the application. I brought it to my school. Now, my high school was relatively new, so um, when I brought it to my counselor, he had heard of Rila only because he was a counselor at Jesuit prior to being a counselor at my school. Mm -hmm. Um, And then a few things came into play, and unfortunately I ended up not um, submitting the application. So fast forward to the summer of 2014. Um, I remember it pretty vividly, actually. Uh, I was walking into my my summer class in London, and I reach the door and I get a text from none other than Josie asking um, That's you, right? That's me. Okay. That's me. <laughs> asking if I'd be available to attend Camp Ryla that year. And I immediately turned right out of the classroom and called him because I was not sure what that meant. Um, and so he said that nothing was certain yet, um, that, but there might be a possibility of them needing someone to run sound. So I said I was 100% interested, didn't want to make the same mistake twice, and, um, and I guess one thing led to another, and, you know, they decided to take a chance on me. And so, um, yeah, and then he took me to the work day that, uh, the week before camp, met a few people there, met Dana and Duff. Duff and I had kind of talked about being on staff. And then um, he was extremely good at keeping me in the dark of everything. (laughs) (laughs) When I gave him reasons of why I needed to know things, like what kind of music and what's everything. It's the sound booth. I'm going to let everyone in on a secret. (laughs) It's not that difficult. Whoa. (laughs) Hey, okay. I am going to defend the honor (laughs) of Caitlin Utz because – I've been back there, and there are many buttons. There are, yes, and Caitlin has mastered all of the buttons. Well. <laughs> <laughs> wow, really selling yourself short there. <laughs> Be like, oh, well, I know what most of them do. It's kind of like when, whenever you go, did you ever, did you ever get a chance to go in like a like the cockpit of, a, of an airplane? Uh, and no, you see, I've seen it from afar. And you see all the switches and buttons, and you think, wow, they must know what all those do. <laughs> and then like... Because I remember very distinctly. I'm sorry to go off on a tangent, but <laughs> I remember like when I was young, like got, getting to go in the cockpit and like ask the, like, oh, and I remember asking the, the pilot, like, "Oh, so you know like what all these buttons do?" And it was like, "Oh yeah, absolutely, I know how this <laughs> thing works." And I was like, "What's that button do?" He's like, "Well, that's the windshield wiper." It was like that's like really, but but I imagine like most of them are are like the windshield wiper, and then there's one that's like take off, you right. know. Anyway, I admire what you do because <laughs> it seems very complicated, and it's uh, I don't know for me. No, I, I, I'm interested in kind of your take. I feel like you have a really important role at, at, in what camp is and what camp is, is supposed to be. Oh, I appreciate that. Yes. Do you um, agree? Yeah. I <laughs> She's like, well, thanks. No, I don't. I mean, y'all can shout from the beginning or from the stage. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, I think it does, especially, you know, music. Personally, I think that plays a huge part into how people are and keeping that um, you know, energy up. You know, Ryla does it so well in and of itself to keep that energy, but I think music also helps it, push it pushes it along. Mm-hmm. So, um, no, I love that I'm able to come back. Luckily, they've allowed me to come back and hopefully continue to come back, and, I mean, I'm so thankful for it. And you have done a fantastic job. I don't want to 
well, make you. it seem like it's the easiest job in the world. <laughs> but. No, you've already just like totally cut her legs out from under <laughs> you. Like, oh, anybody could do it. We're gonna train a chicken to do it. You know? No, it, it is. It's, it's an important job. So Trust you know, me, I was shaking that first night he left me. He told me he was gonna stay through the whole first speaker. Oh, Josie, with me. yeah. And then he I was didn't. like, "Step out of your comfort zone. I'm leaving." Yeah, I mean, it. You did great, but <laughs> I you. may or may not have told you exactly my schedule. Right. Um, in that I was going to be there like two days out of the whole week. Right. Which, but is yeah. by design, you know, right. hindsight. I'm glad you kept me in the dark. There's you know? step out of, of your comfort zone and then there's shove you out of your comfort zone. Correct. So Correct. yeah. Well, so, good. Yeah. Came, ne- couldn't have come at a better time. So it's perfect. Well, good. Yeah. Um, so I heard you say you were in London. I was. So what were you in London for in 2014? I was taking a summer class for interior design um, to ha- to uh, be one of my credits for one of my majors so I could finish on time. One of your majors. One of your majors. Oh, sorry. What? No, I have <laughs> – I don't know why I said that. I have one major. I have a minor. Boom, yeah. Yeah. Cool. I, ac- I actually have a minor in leadership. So, so what is your so, – so let's go back. Okay. Uh, what college and what did you study? So I went to Kansas State University, and I studied interior design. Every man a wildcat. Okay. Email. Exactly. Email. Thank you. Um, we'll have a Bill Snyder conversation later. Um, <laughs> so so then Josie and I kind of had similar Ryla experiences, and I think we kind of had more of the, call it standard Ryla experience. Mm-hmm. You obviously didn't. You had something very differently. How do you think that that makes, it, makes your approach to the program different maybe than, than – people who had the quote-unquote normal boring rail experience right <laughs> right well you know camp changed my life honestly um it made me who i am today and i try and use that every day just as i'm sure anyone who goes through the program um does try and use that what they learned um but looking at it from an outside perspective i think it just encourages me to give that to bring that same energy um, you know, for the campers to influence their time. And, you know, a little bit of me, you know, kind of, you know, it kills me that I missed out on those four years. So I don't want to take it for granted. And I want to make sure that the students who did choose to be there, you know, can have what the experience that they should have and do. So I just try and bring what I can to the table and help the students through that experience as well as the staff. Very good. Do you have a question for your sister? I do have a question for my okay. sister. Um, risk management. Yes. Why did you choose that? Yes. So um, what popped out at me is the word risk. And, you know, I think I try to value or at least want to value and idolize the word risk. And, you know, stepping out of your comfort zone and doing that <coughs> while – but I think I personally struggle with the management part or lack thereof. So, um, you know, as I was looking at what risk management really is, um, one of the thing, one of the risks that popped up to me is, well, hold on, let me backtrack. So while that's how I view risk management, I think it's critical for leaders to know risk management and mm-hmm. be able to understand that aspect. Um, because leaders, you know, influence and create change, and change cannot happen unless there's risk to it. So there are 
like you said, multiple different risks. There are different risk strategies or management strategies. But one that popped up to me that I think we do go on a daily basis with, whether we acknowledge it or not, is reputational. And, you know, what other, and Scooter touches on it at camp, you know, what others think about you is none of your business. Mm -hmm. But I think, again, if we acknowledge it or not, we do consciously think of what other people think of us and the actions that we take yeah. for that. No. Yeah. So, um, so doing that, um, you know, I think it's important to manage risk, whether, um, whether you, so first you have to acknowledge the risks, right? You have to mm -hmm. understand right. what there is and then you have to identify the outcomes and you're not gonna be able to identify every outcome. It's usually an outcome that you didn't see coming um, mm -hmm. or, or the outcome's failure and there's a lesson to learn through that, you know? Um, but I think it's important to, you know, as long as you identify what, what, the, what the knowledge that you know of the situation at that time, um, look at those outcomes that you potentially see and then you have to ask yourself if it's worth it. And I think most of the time it's why isn't it worth it is the answer to that question. So kind of kind of cycling back to, to, to camp and, and your your Riley experience, you know, why why do you keep coming back? We're so thrilled you do. <laughs> That's not to say we're kicking you out. What I'm saying is like I feel like everyone has their reasons. Right. That they come back and, and the reasons that they continue to give back to the program, they donate their time, they go, donate their efforts, they donate their, their, their energy. Uh, why is that important to you? Why is that an important part of your life? I think, um, you know, it just goes back to I had such a great experience that first year, 2014. Um, and, you know, a little part of me does, you know, not I don't want to take for granted the time that I did miss out on. Mm. Um, so that I think unfortunately that kind of always you know I don't I it did so much for me and it allowed me a second chance to come back and have an experience so I want to give back in that way in any way I can um and you know it just it honestly j I was going through some stuff that year and it came at the right time you know we always say Riley comes at the right time couldn't have come at a better time for me so I just always want to give as much as I can back to the program. So, what's your deal now? What's uh, what do you what do you do? What's yeah. who 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 are you? <laughs> I go by Caitlin every day. But, um, oh, so man. I know. <laughs> Jab at uh, me there. <laughs> I am a registered interior designer uh, in the state of Texas, and I work for an architecture firm. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Um, before Josie asks you to plug something, unless you do, you have another question. No, I'm okay. glad you reminded me what I was going to ask. There you go. There you go. Before he asks you to plug something, um, I need to um, I need to approach you with something extremely controversial. Okay. <clears throat> I've got your website up here, and we need to talk about the fact your your time from August 2015 to January 2016 in Orlando, Florida. When you were, <clears throat> I'm reading this off of, it's not KaitlinNuts.com, but it's a different <laughs> website. <laughs> Parade audience control at Walt Disney World. I need to know everything. <laughs> I don't know if we have enough time. Oh, but yeah. go, but what, go on. Right. What is this? What? To tell. What is this? <laughs> 
Yes. So um, after college, I um, wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do, but um, I had heard of the Disney College program, and um, that honestly took my attention. If I can get into Disney for free and work there and you know, the goal actually was that was a stepping stone to get my foot into the door of Disney Imagineering, which was their, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, Disney Imagineering. Um, that didn't end up working out, but um, I did spend six months as parade audience control working at Magic Kingdom. Oh, my gosh. Oh. <laughs> okay. Question one. Did you meet Mickey? <laughs> I did. Is he cool in real life? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Probably. Hopefully my current boss isn't listening to me, but. Best boss I've had yet. Mickey was? Whoa. Yes. Wow. Okay, so, I'm just kidding. so what what did don't no, you know you're not no. <laughs> We we all know you're not kidding. Yeah. Okay. So what did this job entail? Um a lot actually. So um yeah, so I managed uh people. I basically had to maintain a walkway for um parades and fireworks. So mm-hmm. I mainly worked night shifts, so we had two fireworks a night. And then you had two parades. Um, and then, you know, that was usually throughout the season. But um, holiday season was different. But, yeah, I had to – I was there um, for any questions that guests might have. So we were the people who basically had to know everything about the park. Um, we were at the front on Main Street. Main Street was kind of our main area. And then we had to control – guests moving um in and out so there was always an emergency exit for other guests and the performers too which this is incredible (laughs) which would you classify that as a risk so would you classify yourself as a risk manager (gasps) (gasps) he did it he did it golly that's what best color guy in the business that is that's incredible um that is awesome and i could certainly listen to you talk about being working at disney forever (laughs) and so let's just carve out some time at camp this summer like three hours days and and you can just tell me everything okay because i have a lot of questions (laughs) and we don't have time for it on this podcast some of it i have to you know i still have to keep quiet but i will (gasps) wait you have trade secrets (laughs) I had to sign a letter that said I would not. You had to sign. Oh it? man, <laughs> Mickey made you sign an NDA. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's the name of this podcast. The title of this podcast is Mickey made you sign an NDA. <laughs> um, Josie, you got something? Yes. Um, so whenever we bring a guest onto the podcast, we ask them to plug something. Yes. Um, I don't know if you know because you haven't rated the podcast yet, but now is the time. For you to plug that something book podcast tv show movie um dream vacation destination spot in florida well now everything's coming to mind but actually i will actually a couple last week actually i was um in oak cliff and i will plug davis coffee espresso shop so mm. it's mm. unique i went in there expecting to just grab a cup to go, walk back to the house that I was house-sitting at. Turns out they charge for to-go cups. Um, they'll refund you, but they charge for it because they encourage their guests and customers to enjoy their space and, um, you know, sit down and enjoy their coffee with oh. cinnamon mm. roll. Yeah, I thought it was very mm. interesting. 
And um, and at the time, I was like, no, I have to go. I'm in a hurry. But honestly, I'm glad that they had that and I took advantage of it, um, you know, and just, you know, it kind of out. It kind of encourages you to stop, you know exactly. what I mean? And like and maybe take a moment as opposed to just because God knows I go. Uh, there's a coffee place down the street that I just go and I grab a cup and then just run just out. Gone. Right? Exactly. Yeah. It reminded me of, you know, I really enjoyed it. It was a close walk and it really reminded me of, you know, taking that time to step back and, um, you know, just walk and take it in. So I'm going to plug local shops and local things, but Davis is really good. Um, So yeah, I encourage everyone to just step out and go take a risk. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up one more time for Caitlin Utz. Yeah. And now you have to stay there for the last segment. Don't move. Okay. Don't move. Because okay. <laughs> we have something to leave you with. Ooh, yes. With Mr. Greg Tepper. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I am uh, dumb about almost everything. But Don't I disagree. I do have a job. Yeah. And we're actually sitting in my office. Is where we're gonna, we'll pull back the curtain. We record this in, in the studio at <gasps> my office. And I don't know if you guys noticed a theme around here. But uh, I do work for a football magazine. Ooh, I did. Now that you so, mentioned that, yeah, actually, yeah, boy, it's weird. It kind of, you know, it's kinda really ties the whole room together. Really does. Actually, as an interior designer, maybe you can give us some tips and tricks on how we can make this more football. <laughs> but anyway, there is um, my thing about risk management. My something to leave you with about risk management comes from the football field. <clears throat> Let's talk about. Uh, actually, I should probably lay it out because we it's possible that not everybody follows football. That's that's true. So let's be clear about something. Uh, in football, you have four downs to get 10 yards. You have to go 10 yards, and, and then you get a new, what they call a new set of downs if you get those 10 yards. Um, if you do not get the 10 yards, then you, on, on generally speaking, on fourth down, you have two options. Okay, okay. You can either punt the ball away to the other team, and they get the ball wherever they get it, but you kick them farther down the field. Or you can attempt to pick up those yardage. And that that going forward on fourth down is considered a risky play. It's something. And if you go and you, you crunch the numbers, you should, on pretty much every single... So the shortest distance you can have is a yard, right? Technically right. inches, but a yard. Fourth down and a yard. The numbers say you should literally, literally go for it on fourth and one every single time. Every time. If you are on your own one-yard line, if you are, or you can't be on your own one-yard line, well, but if you're right. on your own nine-yard line, you should go for it on fourth and one. The numbers say that it is a prudent move. It is the smart move. But it is much safer to punt the ball away. It's much safer because, oh, well, you know, because if you go for it on fourth and one and you don't get it, they get the ball, the opposing team gets the ball right where they stopped you. So they could get it, if you go for it on fourth and one at the nine, they get it nine yards away from a touchdown. That is why the NFL is full of cowards. Cowards. <laughs> cowards. Cowards, I tell you. <laughs> because on fourth and one, the numbers say 100% of the time you should go for it. Every single time on fourth and one. Josie, would you care to guess... How much, what percentage of the time from 1994 to 2004 NFL teams went for it on fourth and one? Um, I'm going to say 8%. 
Well, it's a little better than that. Oh. 28%. 28%. 28%. 28%. Remember, the answer is 100%. Right. They went for a 28%. It has gradually gotten better, and people are going to take, getting better at taking this calculated risk. But there is, now I'm going to tie it all back to high school football. There is a gentleman who coaches at uh, a, a place called Pulaski Academy in Arkansas. Perhaps okay. sports people may have heard about this guy. His name is Kevin Kelly. He's the head coach at Pulaski Academy. And he decided, you know what? I've looked at the numbers. I figured it out that punting's dumb. Oh. In fact, you should never punt. <laughs> okay. Ever. I'm on board. And he has a number of quotes out there that, that, that I'm very interested in. But he, his team never, ever punts. It can be fourth and 40, and they will go for it. Really? They, 100% of the time, they, do not, they don't have a punter on the team. Nobody knows how to punt. They can't do it. They don't do it. Okay. The idea being, you have to be so aggressive. And he has a great quote here that I think really ties into a lot, a lot of things. That because I, I think that one of the, um, one of the things that, that, that thinking about this uh, kind of drove home for me is sometimes, even when we know it's the right move, we don't take that risk. Right? Even when we know, no, oh my gosh, every logical thing says you should absolutely do this thing. We don't because it's easier or safer or less scary or less of a risk to do the safe thing. Right? Right. He has this quote that really really hit me. Uh, I used to worry about what people think, but the bottom line is it doesn't matter if you're doing what's right. Or it, it doesn't matter if you're doing what's right. That's what we're doing. It's different. It teaches kids to think outside the box. It's problem solving and using statistics to make decisions, which they should be doing in their jobs in life rather than gut feeling. I think about that a lot when I think about taking risks because I think we're all, I think everybody listening to this podcast, if I may just, just be really, really, you know, uh, the, grandiose about our about our audience we have a very smart very intelligent group of people yes. listening to this podcast if you're listening to this podcast obviously you've got something going on between the ears but in any case i also think that there's there's a, a certain level of um paralysis by analysis mm-hmm. you know where we try to we try to anticipate every single possible outcome like you were talking about caitlin but it's impossible to know every outcome all you can do is take is Gather the information you have and make the best possible decision. My charge to people listening to it is listen to yourself, like listen to what the, the, the evidence is actually saying. If it says you're supposed to take a risk, then do it. Then go out there and do it. And if it fails, that doesn't mean it was a bad decision. It means it was a good process, maybe a bad result. But there's things that there, that is something I think, I think a lot about the fourth downs of life. Ah, yes. Mm, if I make it, you know, philosophical here for a moment. The fourth downs of life. Make the right decision. Make the decision that you can support with your process. And don't necessarily judge judge the decision based on the result. Does that make sense? That does make sense. Okay. And, and if I may tack on the – I know both of you have mentioned failing. Um, I like to keep in mind the idea of failing forward. You know, like Greg said, mm. you know, failing, that's just – not your intended result, but but always keep that idea of failing is okay. There's there's another day. Fail forward. Right, and management. You know, not only manage the risk, but also manage yourself and whether you're putting yourself in areas for risk. Mm. Oh, 
Wow, that's just tied the whole loop together. Do you want to host this podcast, <laughs> Kaylin? This could just be the Uts Hour. You're really good. <laughs> no, I love y'all too. Well, again. that is going to do it for this episode of the Rylacast. Thank you so much to Caitlin Uts for being our guest. Thank you. Was this, was this terrifying? No, I loved it. I mean, <laughs> it went a lot better in my head, my segment, but. Please, it went please, great. please say that, be- please say that it's not as scary as people think so that we can no, get more guests. No, it's not scary. You're honestly just having a conversation with two fellow Rylarians and. Yeah, but one of them's me, so. (laughs) Anyway, thank you to Kayla Nuts for being our guest. And thank you to you for taking a little bit of your day to listen to this podcast. We really appreciate it. If you have not already, please go and rate and subscribe on your podcast vendor of choice. Uh, And please uh, tell your friends. Uh, I don't know. Send a carrier pigeon to somebody. Which are still, um, still around. Somebody tried to tell me carrier pigeons were extinct today, and they are not. Somebody tried to tell you that today? Yeah, I know this is a bad time to bring it it's up. It's 2019. <laughs> I know. It's, it was a slow day. Okay. See, I think I need three hours at camp to learn about that. <laughs> All right, I'm going to put a wrap to this. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. We will be back in two weeks. We really appreciate uh, all of your time and attention. And uh, Josie, thank you for your courage. Thank you. We'll see you next time on the Rylocast. Cast.